All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a potty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Stop yelling at me. Brian Chesko. Brian Chesko. Hey, guys, good to be back. Howdy, I baby. Thought, who doesn't deserve to, to be, be a baby. baby. <laughs> That's right. I keep thinking of all these sayings that we have right. that aren't in the intro as I think about the ones that are in the new intro. Sure. For instance, I keep thinking points are points. Right. Like yeah, points are true. points. I mean, still that's, true today. That's going to be on a T-shirt someday. Sure. You know that that is a that is an intro saying that's right there with you win by winning. Um, it's as but, true today as it was when it was first said. But also pouty baby. Uh, like I said, good to be back, guys. Thanks for holding down the fort for yeah, me while I was, I was gone. Say welcome back. Uh, I almost had to miss again tonight. Thankfully, I didn't. Stars and aligned. Actually, uh, you know, honestly, I'm I'm a little scared because you're already planning a replacement for me. Well. Look, last week was so horrible, I had to mix it up. So I couldn't go two weeks of Brian and Dave. So, yeah, I did have something planned. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to go that direction. But when we do. I'm here. No, no, that's great. Listen, I. Wait a minute. If I have options, I want this every week. All right. So. All right. Well, this is what we've got this week. Good to know that this many years in, this is your first choice. Yeah, that's correct. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. I mean. No mutinies. No mutinies on the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. That's right. We do have a, a, dare I say, if there is such a thing, a typical show. Yeah, sure. Although as I sit here, I you know we never have any idea what's going to come next on this podcast. But we are planning another How to Save with Brian J. Uh-huh. Uh, we've got a, a brief but very important game of stutter dud that I'm going to bring to you two gentlemen. I've got two names I'm going to present to you. I yeah. need you to tell me if they are FPL studs or duds. Only after we do the How to Say. Correct, because one of those, one of them is our how to say person tonight. We're going to uh, get an Arsenal moment from Dave. And oh yeah, come I on, you got us. Plan to keep this one shorter than last week's. Oh Brian. my gosh, that was. I'll brutal. do my best. I have a sponsor again this week for the Arsenal moment. It's wonderful. Okay, great, great. <laughs> and this is the week where we have to give you, and this is going to come at the end of our episode now. So, so those of you who are listening, stay tuned to the end because the very end, we are going to take part in the annual free hit debate. Mm-hmm. This is the week we have to have this conversation because game week thirty-one should be. The first game week where you're considering playing the free hit. Absolutely. And I know, Dave, you and I are probably going to come on down on opposite sides on this. But we're going to de- that's what the purpose of the debate is. Absolutely. We're no going to discuss this and give all of our listeners an opportunity to decide for themselves which they think is correct for themselves. That's right. So all that's coming, and I promise so much more. But uh, I'm not going to 
talk about what we're going to do anymore. I think we should just do it. Let's get on to this, what we're doing. So the very first thing I want to do before we get into the Premier League specifically is to give one more brief mention to our Patreon page. Patreon. Now I've got a. Now the fact checkers were alive and well in the podcast episode while I was away last week. Oh, you, you technically got the web page wrong. Did I? The, of course. You forgot the dot com. Oh, dot coms. Dave, welcome to 2019. <laughs> dot coms. Patreon.com. I mean, that should be understood. That's like the understood you. And if I look at Brian and say, "Get me a cup," it's yeah. it's the understood you. I shouldn't have to say dot com okay and and maybe you didn't maybe you don't need to maybe everyone knew what you meant at least you're not deferring to dot ru anymore i don't even know what that means continue (laughs) scott yes you do i do (laughs) of course you remember everything i have no idea patreon.com slash fsfc is our page we have a bank account we got a little bit of money in it we're excited about that those we have some listeners who had reached out and said, hey, do you have one of these I'd like to give to your podcast? We said no, but that's a great idea. So we're, we, it took yeah. us too long, but we got on that finally. Uh, there's an intro video there so you can see our beautiful faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was sarcastic. But anyway, there is a video there that you can see our faces and, uh, and, and give to our, our podcast. And we've got four different tiers based on how much you decide to give per month. Hey, and, and listen, we're not... It have to be a lot of giving for like this to be full time. We're just trying to like pay the bills. <laughs> just trying to pay the bourbon bill. We're, we're we're trying to get a little money to make this podcast up the quality. Get a computer that doesn't randomly crash. Have you saved again? By the way, up the microphones. I haven't stopped and saved it yet, but All I right. need to. Yeah, it's one of those things. Listen, yep. we're 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 fledgling here. We'd love to be mainstream, but let's be honest, we're we're not there yet. No, but we do have a lot of fun doing what we do. Absolutely. And uh, and if that's something that you enjoy uh, as well, our podcast is something you enjoy as well. You'll feel free to give. No pressure, but feel free to do so. We at least want you to know that it's there. Patreon.com/slash/fsfc. That's right. All right. Now, before we get to the fantasy Premier League stuff, there were five things in the league itself that I feel like we need to discuss. So let's just do a quick tour around those storylines from the Premier League. And I want to start with the referee decision, of course, because mm-hmm. this is the year before VAR. Your That's favorite thing. What 1819 is going to be all about. Referees, the referees, officials define the sport, Scott, and it's your favorite part of it. I discussed this with Brian yesterday i thought what would the league table look like what would the league look like would managers still have certain jobs if var decisions were enforced this year on all the controversial ones that didn't go the way they should have what would the season look like surely someone out there has the time to do this yeah and that would be fascinating to me I know Burnley went through a stretch early in the season where they they got hosed yeah. out of some points, but Sean Dyche still has his job. I'm more concerned that it's going to affect first place and fourth place because of how tight those races are yeah. than I am that it's going to cause you know, that's going to change like anything bottom. about managers their jobs. Yeah, I mean yeah. Huddersfield's Huddersfield, Fulham is Fulham, Burnley is Burnley, but they're going to stay up. Uh, it's more about who's going to win that. I'm I'm terrified. I mean, we saw it even this week, and this is not even on the on the list. But Raheem Sterling's first goal, 
Yeah. I mean, Paul Tierney labored over that decision and had nothing other than his linesmen to help him out with that call. Yeah. Liverpool gave up a goal in the first six minutes that I would argue, and you can accuse me of you know seeing through Liverpool fan you know, lenses if you want, but I don't think that goal is allowed in most matches no, in I, the Premier League. I love to hate on Liverpool and against your rooting interest, Scott, but I'd have to agree with you. When you jump on the goalkeeper's shoulders and yes. like hold him, hold down, him down, which is what which that, is what that, Tarkowski like, did. You, come on, yeah. So Ashley Westwood's first goal was a bit of a farce too. That's that's a goal. That's a call in each match. Now both clubs, City and Liverpool, who are in the title race, won. So in the end, no harm done. A little bit of harm to our fantasy lineups, of course, but more on that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But both clubs won. But you have a you have a goal going City's way. You have a goal going against Liverpool. Imagine if that had affected results. Now you're affecting a title race because I don't have anything to give the officials the support they need. That's what I fear this season is going to happen. Yeah, it could. Again, this weekend was another perfect example. But, Brian, I feel like we've been saying that every week. Yeah. Now we just got to make sure VAR is implemented correctly when next season begins. That's going to be the trick. I can't wait for the VAR decision that's that's given wrongly. Oh, man. I can't wait for a wrong decision. That will be the best part of next season. It's true. Now, I want to fast forward to, I guess, or, yeah, fast forward. The match that happened right after Liverpool-Burnley on Sunday was Chelsea hosting Wolves. This was a 1-1 finish. I noticed something... Right after the match ended, Chelsea just scores to level the match, one point apiece. It's a positive moment for Chelsea, even though it's probably a little bittersweet because it is Chelsea, right? Sorry starts going back to his bench after the match. Nuno had to like basically track him down to shake his hand. Not his bench. He was leaving the field. It seemed like he might be. So... This is another incident where Sorry forgets to shake a manager's hand. I actually now, because there wasn't, I don't think there's bad blood between those two. I, I agree. And so I actually now think before I thought he was ducking, trying to get away from no. another manager. I, I should remember who it is and I don't. No. But after just seeing pep. after seeing that, yeah. I'm now realized, I, re- I literally think he, wherever sorry? he yeah. is in his mind, the, the glorious little place in Sari's mind where he's smoking cigarettes, even though he can't be smoking them on the field, he goes there right after the match and forgets everything else. You know, you do what's important to you, though, right? Like, you, you don't forget the things that matter most to you. He doesn't forget to smoke a cigarette when he wants a cigarette, right? That's true. And part of his job is to have a post-match handshake. It's probably not the biggest deal. It's not like... But at the same time, it, if... You know, it, it clearly has no value to How long him. has he been managing? He's in his 60s. Years and years. And this is not just an English thing. He's been managing for like, I don't know. Let me go on a limb. 20 years? Yeah, at all. At, at How long has he involved? Levels. How long has he been involved with football itself? I don't know. Probably his whole life. How many games has he been a part of? How many handshakes? Yeah, as much as I thousands. want to follow that line of thought. Listen, after seeing that this weekend, I thought maybe he just didn't know. It, it's really a non-issue, I'm sure. But at the same time, it's just one of those little things you notice as you as you watch these matches. Brian, Manchester United, mm-hmm. first loss under Ule, Gunnar, Solskjaer. Yeah, I mean, they really dropped off a lot in this last week. Yeah, it's true. Ever since, ever since PSG, they've really dipped. 
Well, listen, what do, what do you expect? The the competition level uh, obviously uh, went up a lot when they went from PSG to Arsenal. And so what do you expect? I mean, PSG plays in a trash league, and Arsenal plays in the best league in the world. So, I mean. All right, I'm all ignoring right. what Dave I, just I said. I hope everyone can pick up on yes, sarcasm. Yes, we're all being sarcastic in a very dry way. But here's the thing to, to keep in mind. Now that the streak has ended and United has lost under yeah, the un non-loss streak. Correct, correct, because there have been some draws. Now, now that the streak is over, we need to give proper praise. Of course. Ule Gunnar Solskjaer has done an excellent job as caretaker manager of Manchester United. Mm-hmm. And uh, several weeks ago, I did this monologue, the Scott Shot episode about leadership and, and how we can see it among the top six managers. And I questioned, I said, time will tell if this is something where the players are running the ship running the ship, yeah, yeah that, that works, or if, if mm-hmm. it's him and his leadership skills that that's managing this properly. More and more, I'm starting to think that that's what it is. Time still needed. So you weren't right, you just weren't wrong yet last time you said <laughs> I don't that. think that's what he's saying. <laughs> but you could, and that wouldn't be wrong either. Yeah. Uh, I, I, more and more that you hear from the, from the manager, from OGS, the more, more impressive he seems to be. And he does seem to be managing these players very well. I, honestly, I, I think that I, I do think more and more that this is him encouraging what needs to be encouraged amongst the players he inherited on this squad uh, as much as anything else. Less Pogba, more OGS is what I'm saying. I think it's great. I think it's a much more bright and fun and watchable Manchester United. It is. And as a neutral, I'm completely for it. I no. hope it. I hope it stays. It makes the league better. It, mm-hmm. It's any any sports league has their top teams, mm-hmm. whether it's college, professional, you know, football, whatever, country, and you want you might want your team to beat those other top teams, but the league is better when all the top teams are good. Yeah, and when one is being morally demolished by a oppressive dictator mm. named Jose Mourinho who squashes all creativity everywhere. Yeah. No yeah, room, no it's room good that. to see that that's gone. Yeah. And we'll we, we'll talk more about this game later, but I, but yeah, it's really good to see. One other thing I do want to mention since we're discussing United, there's obviously a, a fan who ran out on the pitch in this match. Uh ran up to Chris Smalling in this case. This is one of the unfortunately minor incidents that occurred in this past weekend Crazy. with fans and players. Uh, thankfully, no one was hurt in any of those incidents, but it's obviously opened a lot of people's eyes uh, to what could happen if safety is not at the at the forefront. Yeah. A couple other things that happened around the league. Uh, you, you and I, Dave, have differing opinions on James Ward-Prowse of Southampton. Not for long. I just would love to say I might not have been right then, but I'm right now. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I have a I have a nickname. I have a nickname for JWP. Okay, all right. He is the one kick wonder. Did you notice he did the Ronaldo celebration yes, after he did. his he did the kick? Spin around. He the, did the yeah. jump spin around with the hands thrusting That's down to true. the ground. I had not thought about that. But Honestly, exactly though, right. I knew it looked familiar. It was his kick was. Amazing. Yes. So good that he imitated the one or one A greatest player on earth. That's true. He's feeling himself, man. Wow. Hey, form that is, is form. That is feeling <laughs> hey, yourself. Hey, Brian, 
Form that, is form. Heat check that guy. There is so much wrong with what you guys are saying right now. But anyway, <laughs> I just wish he did anything else. Just kidding. I'm kidding. That's a joke. But he is a one-kick wonder. Like that guy, I put him on the England squad just for free kicks. All he needs to do is free kick. When did all of a sudden he get so good? It's like this year, all of a sudden, it's He's, like, look, if he gets a free kick around the box, watch out. Well, it's, he knew he couldn't contribute in any other way. Oh, whatever. He's like, well, this is maybe one thing I can do. Come on. He, right. he has good scores. Hey, between Ward-Prowse and Valerie, Rockets are going in from Southampton outside the box all the time. Listen, James Ward-Prowse, if you, if you bought in on him after his first big score of the season in this little run he's on you are thrilled not only is he still 5.1 but he is he is look he's got 73 points on the season and and give me the last five or since he scored well he's got 10 8 9 in his last three wow his streak started with a 9 10 and 10 uh, like seven weeks ago Good so gosh. he had he went three straight of you know a 9 10 10 and he had in three straight face, with two Scott. one two and then his last in my three, face for not owning him nine eight and ten he scored scored in three straight bonus points in the last three so there's no I mean James Ward Prowse is playing some nice holy ball here Ralph and Hassan Hurdle can't find a forward to save his life yeah that's but true. he's found JWP hey, and Valerie listen he's he's already lamented the fact that Danny Ings when Danny Ings is out there it changes the what they're capable of doing offensively. So I think he already hates it that he has to rely on Shane Long and Charlie Austin as it is. He talked about having Danny Ings and Nathan Redmond available together and how it makes a, a kind of an unstoppable front line for them. Like he feels much more confident with those guys. I would love to see some health here, but yeah, they're not going to come. I mean, every South, Southampton fan is not happy with not bringing in a reliable striker. Yeah. And then finally, uh, before we get into some other fantasy-relevant things, I just want to mention that sometimes good doesn't conquer evil in sports. Mm -hmm. I'm referring to the Crystal Palace-Brighton match. Mm -hmm. Anthony Knockart, less than, I think less than 30 seconds into the match, studs up, boot into the thigh of, I don't remember who it was on Crystal Palace. Doesn't matter, he gets a yellow card. Arguable red, but it was... It was early enough in the match where it seemed to be, you know, one of those unwritten rules where you don't give a red card out in the first minute or something. Yeah. And then here he comes at the end of the match, scoring the match winner. One of the best goals I've seen all year. Uh, but I felt gutted for Crystal Palace fans when I saw Knockart was the one who put it in. Wow. Well, obviously, it must have not been a red, Scott. Maybe that's one of those where it would have affected the non-VAR table. Ooh, what do you think about that? I don't call. think VAR, I don't know that VIR would look yeah, at that. But well, I don't know. It was probably a wrong decision anyway. All right, before we get to anything else uh, that we need to discuss, we need to hear a word from this week's sponsor. Hi, I'm Chris Smalling, Manchester United defender, and I'm proud to represent English Steward. Not the blokes in the brightly colored coats who are shite at protecting players from fans running on the pitch. No, this is the company called English Steward. English Steward was founded in 2010 in Irvine, California to provide opportunities for students who desire to excel in academics and life through written and spoken verbal expression. They focus on English to help students become better writers, speakers, and participants in the world they live in. 
Call, email, or visit their Irvine office to get started. You can learn more by visiting EnglishSteward.com. That's EnglishSteward.com. Steward with a D. And it's the right kind of English steward. Really Man, nice. Chris Smalling back again. Wasn't he a? Didn't he read? Wasn't he a? Wasn't he on here before? I feel we like have I've, good I feel ties like had, to him. Yeah, it's really great. That's good. I love it when he does live reads. We just need to make sure uh, we've never had to edit a sponsor sponsorship portion of this podcast before, but we need to make sure that we do that for Agreed. Chris. This is going to be a form of a segment, a version of a segment that we've had now for a few weeks running called Striker Strategy. Mm-hmm. Brian, we need to talk about <laughs> Raul Jimenez. Yeah. Of God Wolves. bless that guy. Ugh. That guy, he's absolutely essential to someone's FPL lineup, is he not? Um. No. Oh. Um, and I'm only saying that because I have not had him at one point <laughs> this season. Have I regretted not having him at many points this season? Yes. Um, so it's it's not essential that you have him. You can do without. But his the fact that he is far and away the uh the best forward in FPL on points per Points per, per pound. pound. Points yeah. per million. Yeah. And uh, his record against big clubs. Like, you know, I think most of the time when you look at the matchup, again, I think the color-coded matchups are, are incorrect. Skewed. I don't think it's worth looking at those as much. Jimenez has been immune to matchups. So it doesn't matter if they're playing low-level or high-level competition. You, He's gotten you attacking returns again this week. A bit fortunate, I think. Uh was I think it was their that was their first attempt on target in the entire match for Wolves when Jimenez scored. Yeah, it might have been. Took a bit of a lucky bounce too. So hey, luck counts. I agree. I mean, it still went in. So no, I I would say I would say not essential, but way way up there. Here's the thing: you're looking for guys that you can kind of make your lineup setting easier from week to week right mm-hmm. i mean there's and we talked about how there's certain guys you have to have them in your lineup or else you are losing out because everyone else has them in their it's lineup. really he's really close to that he really is so, so like for me I'm, I'm looking at it and it's my third striker i have Ghostman coiner and uh i have kane and aguero so obviously it's like well do i bring jimenez in over those two i don't know he's been performing well and or as well as those two. I don't know if Jimenez has a hat trick in him like I feel like Aguero and Kane do at any day they step on the field, right? He's only so, he's scored double digits three times the entire season. But Jimenez has been fantastic. I would love him as my third striker, him or Callum, Callum Wilson. I probably, when Wilson's healthy. I probably won't do that until week 34. Jimenez does not play week 33. They do. He does 32. Yeah, well, and that's the, I mean, you're probably going to, he, he may, before this week is over, he may drop a tenth because he's the fourth most, fifth most transferred out player and I think of people, all players. Raul is? Raul yeah, Jimenez, it, people are, are ditching him, and I'm sure. It's, it's just be, a reaction because he's not playing, well, right. the next two out of three weeks he's not playing. And, and I would assume, based on price, that people are moving from Jimenez to Rondon, probably Callum Wilson. 
And Colin Wilson's by far the most purchased player exactly. this week. So I think it's probably no. I, I'm saying it definitely is Colin Wilson, but I'm saying players in that range that are lower than him. Okay, uh, but as but podcast host, sure. Dave, I think you maybe tipped your hand here, but if you had to pick between Raul and Callum Wilson, who would you take? For for what? For the next three weeks, you pick Wilson because he plays every week the next three weeks. Jimenez only plays once in the next three weeks, in the three match weeks. So what I would do is I would sell Jimenez, and I'd play for the next three weeks. I'd play Wilson, and then if I need to bring Jimenez back in, I can still play Jimenez if I decide to free hit in 32. I think Raul. Right? I think so. Then you just put him in there if you want to. I mean, I think Jimenez is going to be. I think this is going to be as big of a spike of ownership as you're going to see uh, ever for someone like him. I mean, being sold, being one of the, scoring against Chelsea on the run that he's on, the the scoring streak. You know, his scores since week 24, basically 23. He's only had two weeks where he hasn't gotten you a return of. He's had two twos right. since week twenty three, so he's about you know, he's the fifth most transferred out this week. Next week he's going to be, you know, going into that double into the double week week thirty two, he'll spike back up. I don't know. He might go up two tenths the number of people buying right. him ahead of Burnley and Manchester United. Sure. And you mentioned free hit in thirty two. I'm assuming you're doing that because Wolves United right now are scheduled to play. A second match in game week thirty two. That's right. So you're gonna play the free hit for the double game week sure. potentially under under you know based on what you'd said earlier, if you do you did that, you were, you would do that in thirty two. Absolutely. Looking at Wolves and United as the match. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna have a different strategy when we get to the end of this podcast about how to use that free hit. So this is perfect. Let's move to another goal scorer from this past game week. And Brian, we need you to mm-hmm. teach us how to say this player's name. Now, I think we've mentioned him one previous time on this podcast, mm-hmm. and that was the episode early February when I gave my top 10 January transfers. Yeah. I gave a pronunciation for his name. I have no idea if it was right. So we need you to teach us how to say this Leicester City player's name. Okay, we're going to do a how to say of this. Do you want music? What would it be like without it? Be weird. Okay. Sure, Brian, we'll give you music. Uh, okay, then let's do... Uh, well, I want to play something that I like, so let's do... Uh, you know what? Can we just do new music? It has absolutely nothing to do with his name sure, or his yeah, place. Sure. Hey, the band Foles. I love them. Foles? Foles. F-O-A-L-S. Foles. They have a new album out. Play like, a, like a young horse? Like a foal? Yeah, that's exactly what a foal is, Dave. Okay, sure, great. <laughs> play the song White Onions. White onions. Give me white from onions Foles. by Foles under this. Unreal. Drums, God. man. Get them Save drums me. started. I don't. I, I pity your iTunes playlist. Sure. No, no way, man. Your, your iTunes playlist is cool. <laughs> 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 this week's How to Say takes us back to Belgium. Yes! A country, well a country that's appeared in a handful of these segments. It's also one of the 28 countries of which Dave has said, and I quote, could float up out of the ground and straight into space, and I wouldn't give a rat. That's <laughs> not true. As before, David, I reject your assessment. <laughs> 28 countries, Dave. What did they ever do to you? Oh, God. But I do believe in your right to have an opinion. Sure, thanks. Anywho, this 21-year-old Leicester City midfielder made me nervous immediately because I saw the word Flemish. In his, yes. family, in his family De history. Yes! The De Browna debate. F- 
father's Flemish of Flemish origin, and his mother is Congolese. I instinctively, when I saw this, pushed my computer off the table and called the local police's non-emergency line to say that I saw someone matching Scott's description lurking around in my neighbor's backyard. (laughs) It's instinct, Scott. What do you want me to do? The point is, pronunciations send me to a bad place. But thankfully, this guy's name is pretty easy. Yori Tilemans. 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 Nothing odd or weird. It looks basically exactly like a Tilemans. And believe me, I am sitting here a grateful man. <laughs> What's special about him? And we can we can blend this into what you're about to talk about. You want to just save this? This is some things about him. Go ahead. Well, just that in in 2014, Bleacher Report included him on a list of the top 100 European prospects. Huh. He was third on a list that included Raheem Sterling was number one at that time. Uh, Gerard De La Feu, Americ Laporte, Ross Barkley, uh, where they were all in the top in the top 20. They got them all right. It's a prospect. <laughs> so anyway. He's a, a major prospect at that point. This was, you know, it's not that many years ago. By the end of 2017, or yeah, by the end of that, you know, the middle of the 2017-2018 season, uh, while playing for Monaco, he made the list of the biggest flops in the first half of the league own season. Ooh. Yeah. You really got to be bad to be a flop in that league. Stop it. We can talk about it now. Let's go into the next thing because you want to talk about the. You want to talk about. I do. I want to know if Yori Tilemans is an FPL stud or dud. In a segment we like to call "Stud or Dud," Dave, can I answer for you know, just continue on with what I was going to say? Stud. <laughs> That's a yes. <laughs> he had five goals in his twenty appearances for Monaco before. Yes. He wasn't. He wasn't a flop in Monaco. At Monaco, no, not entirely. And so. Uh, when he signed with uh, Leicester, the Telegraph called it a boost for beleaguered uh, a boost for beleaguered manager Claude Puel. He Who probably is now- he probably wishes it was a bigger boost. <laughs> He's but, a little more beleaguered now than he was before. I mean, you like his activity so far. His fifteen shots and five appear- and his five starts, five appearances so far. So yeah, he, in, he in the Jamie. last three. He's got a scoring return in each of them. Yep. He and and he's starting. He and Jamie Brodge, seem to be buds. Broj came in and said, kid, you're starting. And Jamie likes him. If Vardy likes you, you're probably starting. Yeah. I mean, his. I think the price, I mean, you, you, I mean, maybe like, he's owned it in our league. He's, he, yes, he is. So the fact that anyone has him, I would, I guess attention. I would, I, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, <laughs> Anyone but, who owns Tilemans is paying attention well, right I'm, now. What I'm saying is I feel like his price, I mean, it's six pounds. Do we dare call it the Tilemans test? Uh, you Six can. pounds is not cheap. That's what I mean. For someone who's completely untested, new to the league. That's but he's a, that, only got eight more matches left. It's not like he's going to run out of steam. Right. Well, that's what I mean. So you can, I feel like it's wait and see for new signings most of the time. And it takes a minute to get... It, I mean, it just takes a minute to get settled, and it takes a minute to get you know to get to know where your role and Jamie is so hospitable, makes <laughs> yeah. it so easy. Right. So no, I mean, I I mean, big respect for people who who jumped on him, jumped on him quick. Damn you, McSwanger! 
Hey, it's a good move. It's a good move. Unbelievable. What a move. With that said, I'm not I'm not going to own him. I, I mean, I don't pity anyone who does. Scott, anytime you early poo-poo this, this always comes back to you. This season, it's true. You need to say, I'm going to keep my eye on All it. All right, I'll do that. I'm not wrong <laughs> because I'm not making a decision yet. That's right. I refuse yeah. to commit. Fence. I can't be wrong. Honestly, <laughs> that's your approach. Yes, right? that is I am. <laughs> yes, I am thinking about adding him at six. I would have to probably either I would have to go down to him or go up from a guy like Isaac Hayden to him. Yeah, I just don't. That's exactly it. If most most FPL lineups probably if you if you have a fifth midfield, your fifth midfielder is probably super cheap. So. Unless you're in kind of unless you key on your midfield, I mean, it's if you're going to make your cheapest guy like my my worst midfielder, m- most of this at least about halfway through, or maybe a little more of this season has been Ryan Frazier. So, I mean, at the point when I bought him, I think he was a five eight or something like that. Either way, what I'm saying is, sure. it just seems like there's not not a lot of room. Like, I I guess it depends on how you're keying your on how you're keying your your midfield and what you're willing to spend. But six seems a little much for a guy like that. All right, second guy for our FPL stutter dud game is a guy we mentioned earlier, Jan Valerie, mm-hmm. Southampton defender. Stud. Jan Valerie's so good he kicked Cedric to Inter Milan. Is yeah, that, is that true? Well, no, I mean Cedric's not there. He's at Inter Milan. Now, here's the thing about Valerie. He's been playing, for the most part, since week 15. Yeah. The last three weeks, he's got six, seven, and a seven. I don't know what's happened to Jan Valerie. I don't know if Hasenhutl has said, hey, kid, go take some shots. But when he's taking shots, holy crap, have they been good. Uh, Yeah. And I want to think that if he gets any space... The Southampton faithful will be screaming for him to shoot. Look, you know my rule. Wing backs greater than center backs. I think yes. they're going to play. Saints will prefer to play on Bertrand's side. At least, they, you know, I think that that's, that would be their preferable okay. side to attack from. But for four pounds. He's a better owner than Bednarik. Yeah, oh, yes. Right? Yes, 100%. So if you're going to own Bednarik at a 3-9, at least Valerie gives you a chance for scoring returns. Yeah, so we, I think, I know we talked about Saints defenders. You know, when Bednarik, this was, you know, nine weeks ago or however long it was, when Bednarik was fine, maybe longer, when Bednarik was starting to cement a, cement a spot. At 3 9, he was one of the cheapest, I think probably the cheapest defender in FPL who was playing regularly. Right, he was. So that one tenth difference between him and anyone else is, is, it could help, but, but he's gone help up now. So now he's right. at a four. Up. So now, if you have the choice between those two guys, heck yeah, take Valerie. Yes, you want him. Absolutely, I say stud, especially for that price. What a, What about if you're looking to replace, or should you be looking to replace Aaron Juan Bissaka for the week or for the season? For the season, I don't own Juan Bissaka anymore. Not because I don't like him or because he did anything to me personally. Um. It was mostly it was mostly matchups and and trying to get, and trying to prepare. He had a little bit of an injury. Yeah, he was injured there for a second, and he was going to lose. I was going to lose a tenth on him, and you know just in value. So it was a you know it was a multiple, uh, multi phase decision. That's what we call it on the podcast. Sure. Multi phase. Yeah. Right. Uh, 
I like Crystal Palace's schedule. I mean, I like what they have kind of okay. going out. It's fine. They're going to add Spurs to one of their weeks here, which is not helpful for whatever double week they've got because it's at at Spurs. So, you know, they play. They still have City, Arsenal, and Spurs left on the schedule before the end of the season. So that's not not ideal. But I think the thing with Juan Wasaka is that he's no longer a price differential. If you don't have him, if you have him already and you bought him a while ago, you probably earned a tenth or two. You might, you know, you, he's yeah. gone up in price. But now, if you have the choice between him and somebody that can save you money or somebody that's a little less than him, I think you go for somebody else. All right. Very good. And or Jeffrey Schlupp, who's the same price actually playing in the midfield. Yes, true. Let's move on to Jordan Pickford and his uh, really weird day. I sometimes like to compare my work day yeah, sure. to a soccer player's performance on the pitch because that is their equivalent. That's their work day mm-hmm. is a soccer match. Okay. So I know there are two different places. I work in an office. They work on a soccer pitch. But I sometimes like to think about, think about that sometimes. I sometimes like to think about that sometimes. I like that. Yep, that's exactly the kind of analysis you've come to know and love. Anyway, sometimes when I have a bad day, I let it get to me. Mm-hmm. And then I start to just overreact to everything. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Like, right. like we do that. Like, I'll get mad about something, or something will bother me, something will go wrong, and then all of a sudden, any little thing, I'm overreacting to it. I feel like that's what happened here to Jordan Pickford. So, obviously, anytime he's going to play at Newcastle, it's a big deal for him. Mm-hmm. He used to play for Sunderland. Sunderland and Newcastle are rivals, and... Here he is, and you know the Newcastle fans made sure to remind him that he played for Sunderland, and it went both ways. Clearly, it had an impact on his performance. A lot of commentators after this match were talking about how he was gesturing a bunch to the fans, even during the match, just before the match, all sorts of stuff going on. It seemed to get in his head. It just Everything seemed to just be a little off during this match. Mm. Starting with his tackle of Solomon Rondon, which early on in our podcast, we probably should have mentioned that first. I mean, it was a great flying cross tackle on Solomon Rondon. Like, any NFL safety would have been proud of what Jordan Pickford did there. Sure. It was good. And then he has a penalty kick save Mm -hmm. soon after that, which was a highlight for him, no doubt. But Thanks, Matt Ritchie, you dork. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, then it just got weird after that, and all of it contributed to a 3-2 Newcastle win, Everton loss. Everton played well in the first half. Yep. They played great. Mm-hmm. And and all of a sudden, that Newcastle wave turned at halftime. And, Love this Newcastle. And you could not stop them. Thank you, Almiron. Miggy. Oh, man. So speaking of which, I'll, Love it. I'll give one shout-out to the MLS. I watched Atlanta United uh, played one of their first home match this weekend. And in some of the highlights, I, I, see, I see Miguel Almiron, who played for them last year as they won the title. And I was a little sad. <laughs> you missed him. He's wearing different colored stripes. Yeah, but there he looks good in these stripes. Wow! Mm-hmm. And it was his shot from distance. It that, was his rocket shot that, that Pickford fumbled, which understandably so. No, it, I, it went banging off the crossbar, banging off Pickford, and then right into uh, my bad. Iosie Perros' sure. feet. Wasn't there another the play net? though where it did come off his hands? It might have. I, I just remember one of Perez's goals yeah. was 
like a ricochet off the post or, and or it was coming so hard at Pickford he had to just deflect it. I will say when I watched the highlights of Wolves-Chelsea and I saw Raul score, my first thought was, man, at least at least Rondon got me 11 points or else I'd be going to Jimenez in a hurry. Yeah. And that's obviously what happened here. I was Perez, 16 of his own. I know. Everything we talked about two weeks ago coming hey, true. One of those things when the pod gets things right. I'm just saying. We'll get there. Let's talk briefly, Brian, uh, about the the hockey assist. Yeah, this is a phrase that we have we've created. Anyone who follows hockey knows that when there is a goal scored in hockey, you have the goal scorer. You know he gets credited with the goal, mm-hmm. but then there's also room behind that for two assists. Yep, if that is what contributed to the scoring play. Mm-hmm. So the two previous players to help contribute to that goal get credit for assists. In soccer, that's not the case. You've got room for one player to get an assist. But Brian, you really think that should change? Well, I'm, I know there's already there's plenty of places out there where you know FPL. I'm sure would invite the suggestions. I know they have at least once this season. Uh, and I think the brief success of like Taga and I'm sure some other fantasy fantasy sites out there would. I think there was room to allow for different scoring or well, for an improved scoring already gives fantasy assists right. to what i'm saying when someone gets taken down the box that in right. real life assist doesn't happen yeah so there's there is an a, there is an amendment to their scoring so that so that there is the allowance of yeah a, de, a deflect a, you know a shot that's parried you know the the shooting player if you know if there's somebody if somebody scores on the rebound yes of course what i'm saying is like for another example would be uh a defender who has like an unbelievable day defending can be completely overshadowed in the scoring by a goal conceded by his team. So no matter how crappy the goal is, no matter what happens anywhere else, no matter what else that player does to contribute, can lose out on all points, can end up with a simple two just because of yeah, just because of a a conceded goal. So I just think there is nothing to me that was more clear than the two goals scored by Bournemouth. The plays that set up the assisting pass were so perfect. They were played on, you know, David Brooks playing on that breakaway to feed Ryan Frazier at that exact moment to put the ball on a plate for Callum Wilson to put it into the net. That is David Brooks as it is David Brooks putting it into the perfect spot for Frazier as much as it's Frazier putting it on the plate for Callum yeah. Wilson. Yeah. It's true. The pass that Josh King gave to Wilson to Callum Wilson who to then assist Frazier, Frazier that's correct. was more perfect. Because yeah. it was threading the a needle through, you know, through a sliding challenge from the Huddersfield defender, you know, just to get it over to an absolutely wide open Ryan Frazier. So to me, those plays, I just feel like it's the kind of plays that are so nice. It's just like, that should be rewarded. It's true. It should be rewarded with something. Half the value or something. A point. A single point. A single extra point yep. for for a, a perfect setup. I don't know how they can do it. I feel like that is one of the ways. That is a, that is a really easy way. Because you, you have a... You, I'm saying that because you, we, you've said it. We have it in another sport that exists yep. on the earth. So <laughs> to me, there is a way to, to find it and 
Cherries did it for me this week. I really appreciate how descriptive you were of those goals that Bournemouth scored because I don't think anyone else watched Huddersfield nil Bournemouth two. Well, I mean, it was a result. I, you kind of, I feel like it should have been more. It it feels it, like the mat, kind of match it should have been not just two. Sure, should have been four or five. Speaking nil. of two nil storylines. Arsenal 2, Manchester United 0. That was the final score, right? It was. All right. Uh, Dave, your club won. Big yes. match. Gave Solskjaer his first loss in the yeah, Premier man. League. Keep it a moment, but go ahead and deliver your Arsenal moment for this week. Well, I thought about out writing a letter to Emery and just reading my... Telling him how perfect his his lineup sheet was? Well, it's, it's going to be a confession. Oh, It's going to yes. be a confession because... I, for the last two match weeks, have... You have blasted away. When the lineups come out, I'm like, what the f*** is going on? <laughs> Calm down, man. I'm serious. That's an Arsenal fan talking right there. Hey, listen, and I'm not the only one. No. Every other Arsenal fan out there is thinking, what the heck is going on? True. But Brian... Yeah, Dave. They should have won the Spurs game if it's not for a crappy pen... Mm-hmm. Right, even though it was soft, it's fair. I get it, mm-hmm. but I think they outplayed Spurs most of that game. Either way, the tactics were decent. Yeah, for sure. That's yes, for fair. Sure. Mm-hmm. So this game, they come out and and it's like, oh my gosh, Aubameyang and Lacazette actually starting together. Yeah, and then I look at the rest of the sheet. And I'm like, Ozil and Ramsey are starting together. What? They're what going is for this? This is that was history, man. That was Arsenal and, and then it history. hit me. Where's Torreira? And then I and then I realized he's got a red card. He's not out there. Holy crap! We got Jaka who wants to get upfield. Undisciplined Jaka, Ramsey. You know what is going on? So man, I I really am and just I have no expectations at this game. I have no idea what mm-hmm. to expect. I've never been so felt so weird the only thing that made me think confidently at all about this game was the fact they were playing at home which they've been great at all year and that you know united had a bunch of injuries so they didn't have their full squad out there anyway so as the game starts what happens arsenal wins arsenal end up dominating most of the game now look united had chances lino had some crazy saves he was so lucky he kept Lukaku from scoring a couple different times. Yeah. And Lukaku's form has been awesome. I mean, that's one thing that we can talk about in, when I'm done with this Arsenal moment. We'll talk about what, what OGS has done with Lukaku. It's crazy. But Arsenal lucks out. I think a little luck happened because United probably should have at least got one. Mm-hmm. They luck out, and, and they get a, a game, and they're in fourth place. They would be ahead of Spurs by two if they win last week. But they're not, and they're behind Spurs by one for third place. So, look, for all the crap that's kind of gone on and new manager and ups and downs, I feel like it's been a roller coaster. I still have no idea. I wrote this down a second ago. If you said to me, Dave, so Arsenal's got one of the best schedules going out the rest of the year. Your team should have plenty of guys you should own fantasy-wise. I would say I have no freaking idea who to yeah. own or play at this point. They're still in Europa. We'll find out Thursday. They got a little task ahead of them. They got to come back from, from a disaster in France. 
if they do that, we'll see what happens. If they don't, and maybe that's the best thing for them in trying to finish in the top four in the league. You know, I I don't know, but maybe Kolasinac is the only person I I maybe pick going out. I I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know who else to do. I don't even feel great about that. This is a Arsenal this season are a classic case of what we've been seeing with these top six clubs when they hire a new manager of a manager who doesn't quite know what he has at first and trying to figure that out and really making the most out of what he has until he can bring in his guys. Well, it's just crazy, though, because he comes out with this lineup and it became evident as the game went on. He wanted to stop Ashley Young and Luke Shaw from getting upfield, so he kept extra pressure on them with Ozil and Ramsey in order to do that, and or Lacazette and Aubameyang to, to, to pin them back to keep them from getting forward and then crossing into Rashford and Lukaku. And it worked. I mean, it worked for the most part. Is it safe to say that Emery knows what he's doing tactically at this point? I've doubted it. Many times, but yeah, I think the results are starting to show it. Mm-hmm. And the players are starting to figure it out. And they're I, starting well, to make and, it look And look, better. there's been tons of times where he hasn't started Lacazette, and he's healthy, and you're like, why isn't he starting Lacazette? Why is he coming in as a sub? Yeah, it was most of the weeks that I owned him. Yeah, yeah of course. Exactly. Right? You know, it, it, so I don't know. I, I still don't know about that. I'm not willing to give him that much grace. I feel better about Emery as your manager than you do. But the last two weeks... Tactically, he outmanaged Pochettino, and he outmanaged OGS. So, in my opinion, tactically. So, you know, we'll, we'll just see, we'll see what happens going forward. I don't know. Scott, the thing I'm surprised you didn't bring up immediately was that there were consecutive weeks of Arsenal benefiting. Soft pens. Penalties being called on very soft, That's feathery, true. light contact. That's true. Yeah, but he supports feather feather light contact. Scott's the one that says if you don't go down, you don't make the referee make a call. Yeah. I just thought for sure Scott, of all people, would appreciate this week's sponsor for the Arsenal Moment. Oh. The Arsenal Moment. Brought to you by men can be topless in public, but women can't. <laughs> smokers get smoke breaks, but non-smokers just have to keep working. And also brought to you by... <laughs> Why does Goofy wear a full outfit and walk upright, but Pluto has to walk around like a regular dog? <laughs> double standards, Dave. Amazing. That's the point. Amazing. Look, <laughs> I, I, is, I was... Double standards. Listen, I have 15 years of smoke breaks that I knew, I want back. Sure. I agree. I definitely... 15? On... On Slack. You are smoking when you were 15 years old? No, I'm saying I old? haven't no, no, been no, smoking oh, okay. since I was 20, but thanks for giving oh, okay. me credit for how young I am. You're only 30? I'm 35. Oh, okay. I didn't know. So, look, I, I was on Slack. Slack sponsor us because we mention you often Yeah, uh, in our Slack workspace. But they don't have to sponsor us. We they keep don't. mentioning we, we truly, We truly. <laughs> you're, you're right. Why would they? Why would they at all? Slack sponsor us. Um. I mentioned then, like, it's a soft penalty. I, I would not have complained or said anything because it easily could have not gone their way. But at the moment, sure, I'll take it. But I thought it was really soft. doesn't matter if it's soft it was or Salah, hard. It was Salah-esque, easy. If it's a penalty, it's a penalty, Dave. <laughs> okay. All right, that's another T-shirt. True. <laughs> doesn't matter if it's soft or hard. It's it's a penalty. That's on the front. 
<laughs> if it's a penalty, it's a penalty on the back. No one's no one's wearing that. Oh man, someone. Oh, they will wear it. Someone Brian. will wear that if you make it. They will wear it. Absolutely okay. right. All right, let's move on to the dream team for game week thirty. Can you believe it? Our game week start with the number three, by the way. I know. Kind of crazy. Uh, we're going to do something we don't normally do when we talk about the FPL Dream Team. We're going to start at the front and work our way to the back because this was not a good week That's to be a defender. Nuts, man. It is not a good week to be a defender. Our three forwards in our 3-4-3 three, three formation. Yeah, yeah. Our first two forwards tied for the lead with 16 points in this game week. Iosi Perez of Newcastle and Jamie Vardy of Leicester. Brian, you could do worse. I, I'm guessing owning. that I'm guessing that going into this week, only Vardy was really on anyone's radar. Well, if they listened to us, Perez should have been. Well, the reason I mean, but I it would have been tough because Rondon, his own teammate, has been right, outscoring him. That, up that was the point. issue when we talked about it. But I, I mean, I think even now, I mean, Perez's ownership is like one point six percent. The closer Rondon gets to the price of Iosi Perez, it gives you a real decision. Yeah. So and Perez isn't gonna go he's not he's not gonna drop anymore. So especially going into this week, we can talk about this in a second, but Firmino had, had like six straight weeks of nothing. He sat out or had twenty seven minutes or something like that and uh two weeks ago or a week ago and um so I don't know how many people Firmino's ownership was as low as it's ever been. And I think for Vardy knowing the matchup, it was yeah. it was a I mean, if you're playing the matchup, this was it. Yeah. And the thing that the thing that shook me off of Vardy though was concussion. But I mean, it was it seemed like Brendan Rodgers. There Rogers, is no concussion protocol in the Premier League, I Brian. Know. Well, you look, and I both know this. I'm just if saying, I'd been here last week, I would have gone on this tangent, this passion-filled monologue about how ridiculous it was that Jamie Vardy was even allowed to keep playing after he ran into the brick wall that is Ben Foster. Well, and he did. And it was, he kept playing. And, and guess what? He saw two Ben Fosters for the rest of the match. Yeah, he sure did. There's no way he should have kept playing, but he did. And what did he do this past weekend? He played again, and he looked really, really good while yeah. doing so. You he could, needs to get concussed more often. I was going to say, you could make a joke that he had actually benefited him. But it's okay, Dave, because it was just a slight concussion. Oh, uh, Look, it was pretty obvious from Brendan Rodgers' comments last week that he he felt like it wasn't that big of a deal and he was going to be fine to play against Fulham. And sure enough, he did, and he played really well. And now you've got Jamie Vardy as one of the key guys going into week uh, week 31. Jamie Vardy, if you've watched any Leicester minutes since Brendan Rodgers took over, the one thing that you can't help but notice is that Jamie Vardy is everywhere. His effort is higher than it's ever been. If there's one thing that Jamie Vardy loves, it's a new manager. Who loves him. <laughs> And who and who says things like I'm going to build my team around you? But I th I feel like it's every I feel like he scored in the first match for the last four managers or something like that. Some crazy stat. I mean, the guy uses up managers and then he discards them because he's really running Leicester City at this point. Uh, and Brendan Rodgers is just the latest. But if you're going to own him right now, is the time to do it. Do it while Rodgers is still fresh and new. You mentioned Roberto Firmino already. He rounds out our front three on our dream team with 13 points for Liverpool. Again, this was kind of a tricky front three in terms of a dream team because a lot of people probably didn't own any of them. I like Vardy the most out of them going forward, although his price is high at a 9-0. It it's, it's not a high weird, if you own Lacazette. It's a oh, weird he's, spot. Has he gone up? 
He was he was at eight point nine until I, I would guess what recent. It's probably a recent price change. I know. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Jamie Vardy, for going up a tenth. Our midfield four begins with the highest scorer of all fantasy, uh, well, of, of all players in fantasy this past weekend. Raheem Sterling, his hat trick earned him twenty-one fantasy points. Scott, we don't often talk about our teams, but I'll, uh, I'm on record. I have this in my text message thread. I text to someone at eleven fourteen on Sunday. That's Eastern time here in the U.S. The game did not start till forty-five. No, till an hour and fifteen minutes later. Okay. My text was. My minus four move this week would have been Sun to Sterling, and I didn't do it. Ouch. Why didn't you? Because I was scared of taking minus fours. I was also scared that that this might be that week where Sun finally, he'd had three weeks of no return, and it was a good matchup against Southampton. And I thought, you know what? Maybe he gets something this week. He didn't. And, and Harry Kane did. But I wanted Sterling going forward. This would have been the last week that I owned Son, and I didn't really didn't want to take the minus. I didn't want to take the hit, mm. and and boy did I take a bigger gut punch when I realized yes, my did. move that I didn't make would have really paid off. You know what was fun about having Raheem Sterling is when he was a differential captain. Yeah, shut boys. up, Brian. I'm just saying. <laughs> Brian, you captained him. You earned 42 points from that movie. What a fun player to have as a differential, <laughs> not only as captain, but as a, a differential own. Yeah. In He's still lightly I owned. own Sterling now. It's too late. It was but fun. I, him I was going to say, it again. was fun while it lasted. Amazing to me, Raheem Sterling is the fifth most transferred in player this week. When he's not playing. With a blank, yeah. yeah. And I'm one of and, those people. Hey, listen, 14, <laughs> 14.1% ownership. Or, well, or close, or which is or, up, which is up. The reason I why say, I'm one of those people is because his price was going up. That's going to go to by week 32. That will be 20. percent It might be more than that. His price will go up at least to 11.5, probably. They play Fulham and Cardiff in weeks 32 and 33. I know at this point we are obligated to say, "Boy, Pep's rotation sure does scare me." <laughs> but week 32 is on March 30th. Assuming City advanced to the Champions League semifinals. Assuming that Manchester City advanced to the Champions League quarterfinals. It's not until April 9th and 10th. Got you. So what I'm saying is I think there's enough of a gap between, between those matches. Yes, is, is it a chance? These are the exact kind of matchups that Manchester City can waltz through. Right, but no. but they have to have them. Right, there's no resting your best and players again. Or is know. there? Or is there? Are Cardiff and Fulham too good of matchups that Pep can put out an A slash B side and maybe bench Sterling for at least one of them? No, yeah. he's not Klopp. He he doesn't bench Shakiri and all his best players. He actually plays them <laughs> to win. I well, listen. You're comparing <laughs> Shakiri to Sterling right now. I'm saying I, I mean, think I think that. Uh, if he's serious and goal differential is going to st- is going to matter, and it absolutely the could. points matter. So I, I just think they need goals. Uh, Raheem Sterling is obviously essential, an essential creative figure for what they're doing. Is having one of the most productive years of his. The mo- is on pace to have the most productive yeah. year of his career. Yeah. 
So I will be a little nervous. I think it's such an obvious captain. And those are the matchup at Fulham because of the gap between Fulham and what would be the quarterfinal matchup. I feel like that's like a legitimate, do I triple captain him here? Mm. I don't know. I don't know, man. I just feel like nothing has changed regarding the uncertainty surrounding this rotation. Absolutely nothing. Just don't forget they're also in the FA Cup. But, Scott, we've covered this. We need to move on. Sterling and, ha- and Aguero, when they're healthy, play. But they can't play between now and the rest of the season every single match City has. No, they're they going to Yeah, they are Aguero definitely going to rest. <laughs> and how good has he been the last couple? He's been okay. He's been down. Been okay. So I, I would be equally as nervous as I have been all season long with Manchester I just think City. it's amazing that so many people are still buying him, that he's going that it's a positive, that he's that he is a positive purchase going into a blank week. Next in our midfielder line is Sadio Mane of Liverpool with 14 points. In a segment we like to call Mo Salah Sadio Mane, Aeternum Disputandum. It's the it's eternal, a, it, eternal debate. debate. <laughs> well, I'll tell you where I've landed on this debate. For a couple of weeks now, I have not had Mo Salah. And I went to Sadio you Mane. hypocrite. No, absolutely not. I've done this a couple of times earlier this season. How dare you? We're past this point. I brought Sadio Mane in for this game week. He scored 14 points. I felt like that was a great move. It was a great move. I vice-captained him because I didn't have the guts to bring my captain off of Harry Kane. I wish I had. Sadio. <laughs> Salah and Mane also uh, provided the alternate title to this segment, Uh the, they were in the middle of the body language derby. Those guys, every frustrated uh, missed pass, every time there was something that, especially Salah, when it didn't go his way, he was gesturing, man. He was, he was that a, guy was gesturing. He's gesturing. A goal in the Sadio Mane looked at Mo Salah when Salah didn't play, play across to him at one point. And just gave him a look. And those guys just want each other's goals so bad. <laughs> well, if if Salah can get his, if he can get his goals, then both of them are going to be free-flowing again and everything will be well. Five but, sh- five shots each. Mane just put his both of his on-target shots into the net. Right. His first goal, it's a lucky bounce. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't go in, Salah's getting called. There's a penalty. On Salah, I think so. Right then, there should be yes, and then Salah and, has an assist, and Salah gets the same thing on Firmino's first goal. Yeah, if there's not that goal, that's true. Salah Salah's getting down. a penalty. I was looking at the referee that whole play to see what is he, what 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 gestures is he making? Mane's second goal is just the consequence of the end of a match. I mean, it was um, what a minute, yeah, a minute Tom, from Tom the Heaton, end. It's almost like a hockey open netter. Tom Heaton didn't have, I mean, this, this is, is not a hockey, podcast. not a hockey podcast. And this is not the right place to mention this. Cause he was ne- not necessarily at fault for Mane's for, you know, the, the club's fourth goal, Mane's second. Uh, but Tom Heaton had about as rough a day as yeah, Jordan Pickford did. It's not, it was not a good day to be an English goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. I think the pressure of the England squad being named this week Maybe got to them a little bit. Credit to loyal listener, bring him back up on the podcast again, Barry McNeil, who said on Slack a week, two, two or week, two weeks ago, a week, two week, three weeks. You have to say the quote, or else I can't help you. 
that last season Salah would have finished. Oh yeah, some of these shots. There's no doubt. I mean, that's that's been true for. I mean, it's been true for a while. But I feel like this is a this was a match where his the uh, one of his shots where he just tried to he just tried to curl her, and he put it over the bar. I just feel like I, it was. I feel in. like that was one that. But but be honest with yourselves and with one another here yeah. right now as we're talking. Who doesn't believe? That Mo Salah will find his form again before the end of the season. That's just exact, when it matters most. That's exactly it. If you're wild carding though today, is Salah in your lineup? If you're wild carding going into this week and you had to pick your team, is Mo Salah in your lineup? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I still own him, and, and this is a horrible... I, I don't know what to do with him. At Fulham? At Fulham? Listen, he is a, he is a clear-cut captain choice. I would assume, because of his ownership, will still be the runaway first choice captain this week. And everyone with Sadio Mane is probably thinking, oh yeah, <laughs> go ahead. So I'm going to give away what we're about to discuss in just a minute, and that is that I'm going to play my free hit in game week 31. Okay. And last year when I did this, and there was a much reduced fixture list because of the FA Cup fixtures that were also a part of this weekend, I captained Mo Salah. And it was, I think, at least a quarter pounder. Wasn't mm-hmm. it against Watford? Four goals? Yes. And that made the difference in the season. This could be another. The matchup is perfect for this to be deja vu all over again, as Yogi Berra once said, yep. for, for the same thing to happen. Could so be. the answer to your question is, I, I might bring Salah in with my free hit. Yeah. If you have the money, if you, yeah. That, I mean, the strategy for the free hit week, I think you're, you're tripling up on Liverpool. If you can pick your three, I mean, why not just go Mane, Salah, Firmino? Just forget the back line. Just if go if all you're forward, if all you're offense. free hitting, why not? I mean, I mean, the way Fulham has been playing, kind of casually, like they don't even know where they are in the table, or they do, and they're all too aware, and they don't care anymore. It could be rough. Yeah, they did. I mean, to their credit, when they scored their goal against Leicester, they did. Like mob celebrate a little bit, <laughs> like, well, yeah, it, they like, it, like it saved their season <laughs> for like a minute, and then they collapsed after Look, that. Liverpool are seven goals down in the differential on Manchester City. They could easily make all that. Yeah, up I wonder. Four. I wonder if they couldn't do it this week. I want to say this: if you're going to free hit, and I'm not, and then we'll get to that in a minute. Um, and, and there's good reasons for and not. I feel like on both sides, I wouldn't fault anyone for doing it. And I wouldn't fault those for not doing it. But if I were to, Firmino, Wilson, Vardy, those those are my starting three strikers, right? Like I'm starting three strikers, and it's, yeah, and it's Wilson, Firmino, Vardy, or King. M- maybe it's King this week that gets it right, but it's something along those lines. And then, sure, maybe you have Mane and Salah in the midfield. I mean, is going to give up? A, uh, my, is Allison I mean, going to give up a goal to Fulham? Fulham? That's what I'm saying. I, don't, I doubt it. My my issue is like because I've already played my wild card. Transferring out Mo Salah for me is like a, I mean it's such a frivolous move, and I know I'm saying that as like watch as I'm watching Mane's points pile up as a, like a mountain. <laughs> it's so just true. there's other there's been other things that I've had to do so and going into this week I mean I I can't I, do it this week uh, most I would think a lot of people a ton of people own Andy Robertson already you're probably doubled up 
I mean, most of the world that's playing is doubled up with Liverpool already with Salah and Andy Robertson. Thirty percent of people own Virgil Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. Like, and Allison is one of the most owned goal keep, goalkeepers. Like the and and now, how many people have gone in on Trent Alexander Arnold? I, I just feel like the money in Liverpool is has been so consistent in the defense all season and you've probably already owned Salah. So that's my that's my big dilemma is I getting rid of him, swapping him for Mane has seemed like such a a frivolous move knowing that everyone keeps pointing to underlying stats for Mo Salah <laughs> and how and how he's been pretty consistent. He's taking the same number of shots. They've got the same or similar number of penalty area touches so you know to me it's just it's it's all seems like it's predicated on the belief of do you think Salah will get back to yeah before the end of this season he has eight eight matches left or whatever yep to get back to anything resembling plus form right yes now, I, I think yes i am not gonna play my free hit right this weekend sure. i'm gonna save it probably for 32 Okay. For double match week. Following week. But you only have a couple, like what, one match? One extra match in match week 32? Well, that's what you think. What? So, Brian, tell everyone what's going to happen. Well, no, the, I mean, I think 32, 32 is set. One of the things that, are, are, we, are we skipping the rest of the dream no, team? No, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. On this brief rabbit trail to go into week, free hit strategy, the... One of the considerations that I think for me that is left is that the Premier League is not naming the dates of the make the the matches that are yet to be rescheduled right until the end of this week. Until so after the FA Cup weekend, week thirty three is likely to have some blank matches. That's correct. We already know that a week- lot of similar ones. Similar teams that are not playing in week thirty one. We already know that weeks thirty two and thirty five are going to have have double have heavy weeks have double matches. So I have and the other part of the issue, I mean we if if we want to go out a little bit deeper into this for a moment. I mean, if, what chips do you have left? Do you still have your wild card left or not? Right. Have you already played your free hit? Right. So, if you have your wild card and your free hit, yeah. I think there's this because of the small number of matches that are this week. It, yes, Scott. Again, it is the perfect. True. It's if I had my wild week. card, I would free hit this weekend. Right. So, and then the next question, and from, and I don't know how you guys are set up for this. I have eight guys. I do too. Available for this for this week without making any moves. I do too. Seven. Right. And that, so that's the ne- that's the next question. What? How many? How many do you have available already? And what's the minimum you'd be okay with going into this week and not making a not making a move or taking maybe a minus four? Eight. eight. To nine is where is for me is the minimum. But you're see, here's the thing about that strategy, and we're getting into this a little early. But if you play a player from your squad on a blank week, it's a guaranteed zero. I know that sounds obvious, but it needs to be said. You're only doing that because you're waiting to use your free hit for a player's double game week, and. Might I remind you guys, the Devil Game Week is the siren song of all FPL owners, and it's the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Sometimes it doesn't exist. But guess what? Those guys will at least play one match, won't they? They will play one match the same as any of the guys who are playing in my lineup when I free hit a full squad for Game Week 31. My guess is this, that 
if I don't have three guys play, let's say I have eight players play. Sure. That's three zeros. That's three zeros. Let's say I have three zeros that go out there. I guarantee you, when the double match week comes, I will have more than three players play double match weeks that will actually play them. What kind of players are you looking toward for these double match weeks? Because we've talked about Manchester City players. There's no guarantee you're getting anything there. Liverpool, there's been some consistency. But at the same time, they don't. Do they have a double game week? I don't think no, Liverpool does. They do not. So that's off the table. Yeah. Who Who are you looking toward when when Wolves and United play two matches in game week thirty two? Yeah. Raul. Yeah, sure. Who else? Pogba, Rashford, or Lukaku. I mean, look, there's plenty of guys, and there's you like be- well, you like United's double week way better. And so I, that's part of my strategy, too. I've already... I mean, my bench is Manchester United. It's Luke Shaw, Marcus Rashford, and Paul Pogba this week. Right. So I, I feel like I am I want to have all three of those guys for the double week. I don't really want to... I don't want to transfer any of them out if I don't have to. Sure. So I'm this close, and that's the thing. It's I, I, I agree. You're really good. I want, like, I want to keep the double week guys if I can. I'm, it's just I feel like if I had five players, I would be probably be free hitting. It's just interesting to me. You're trading in the certainty of a zero. There's no certainty. I had Pogba score me a minus two as my captain two weeks ago. Yeah, me too. And a bombing a minus one because of his penalty kick. It was the worst. Okay, so that could happen this week for any of your players, just sure, as well. No doubt. But here's what I do know. Your blank weak players will score you zero. You're trading in the certainty of a zero for zero minutes. Sure. For the hope of 180. But we know that is just as often as not a false hope. It, it is. I would rather have the certainty of as much as you can of the potential for 90 minutes every single week as opposed to taking a certain zero now for the hope of 180 minutes later. I know this. I know that Brian Chesko one week two years ago scored 180 points because he, he, he kept in one team. double match week. It was Alexis Sanchez. Was it Sanchez? Not he scored me. almost yeah, 100 triple points. Captain Alexis Sanchez. He scored a, he's almost he scored a, over 100 points. That's true. Himself. That was the first year we did this. Now, the last time I think Alexis was any good. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Last season in this mini league too, in the reduced week thirty-one, it was the the Liverpool skewed everything. So I think because so many people were on Salah. I mean, last year at this, I mean, it didn't help me at all in my final ranking or in in our mini league. But I scored over a hundred. Last season in this in this same week, without free hitting, just by having with, and with nine players, so I did go in with two zeros. So I mean, it's not impossible, but I agree. And the other thing that's in your favor for this for free hitting, Scott, it's the thing that I keep. I we talked about it last week. I am, I feel like one of the most difficult decision making things at this point in the season is having find finding that perfect touch between. Playing the matchup and the f- and finding the form of whoever is in form. So the matchups this week of the clubs that are playing, 
you really couldn't ask for better matchups yeah. for the major team in the matchup. I agree. Can so, we briefly go through these? Yes. There's only five matches this upcoming game week. It's half the league that's in action. You have on Saturday Bournemouth hosting Newcastle. There are goals there. There are definitely goals there. Burnley hosting Leicester. West Ham versus Huddersfield. And West Ham's coming off a dud of a match. Um, But you've got to think they're going to score some goals here. West Ham have scored 37 goals this season. 23 of them have been at home. And this is a home match against Huddersfield. Fulham versus Liverpool, which we've already briefly discussed. And then Everton-Chelsea, which who knows what to make of that one. That's going to be nil-nil probably. (laughs) Yeah. Who knows? But those are your five matches. I mean, you could not ask, like, this... Bournemouth playing at home, you love. Newcastle in this offensive version. Against that defense. Against that defense, I love that. Yep. I want I would want to load up three three, maybe. That could be great. I would that would be amazing. Yeah. Who's not rooting for a three three <laughs> final in the Bournemouth Newcastle match? Sure. That's right. Leicester Burnley's got I don't know how I don't know what Burnley's going to show up at you, Turf Moor. You know Ashley Barnes is scoring this week. <laughs> yeah, I would. You can I only would, have yeah. three forwards though. If you're free, um, you can't ask for a better home matchup for West Ham and coming off of a dud. Exactly right. I mean, we already called seven nil for Liverpool. Liverpool cannot ask for a better matchup against Fulham, and then Everton and Chelsea both suck. Yeah. So, I, that, I mean, that's not sure. I, yeah, sure. Either way, yeah. I mean, these are great. I, I, it feels too obvious. That's the part of it that makes me. That's make me, it makes me nervous when that happens. Where it's like, oh man, like you can hardly pick wrong. It so, seems like all, all I have to do is this: pick Salah because that's what you're gonna do. And then at most you get. He doesn't have Salah. You don't even. Do have you him. even listen to this podcast? And if I'm free hitting, it doesn't matter. That's true. I can pick him up that's for true. a week. Okay, fine. I'm wrong. So all, all I'm going to do is, is Captain Salah because that's probably what everyone else could do. And then when he has a three, when, when he has another hat trick, mm-hmm. then worst case scenario, uh, if I have nine players out there, you I might be at the most twelve points down probably. Twelve is a low number for not having a full squad. No, but for not having two players, that's actually probably high. That's assuming that that's someone's assuming getting the rest a clean your... sheet and someone's scoring. Well, that's, the, that's assuming the rest of your players. I mean, you have nine or eight, you said, eight that can play. That doesn't mean those eight are all going to do something here. They're eight good players, Scott. Oh, right. I forgot. They are. Your squad is, is brilliant. It's okay. <laughs> actually, it is. It's pretty good. <laughs> all right, let's come back to the free hit in a minute because I do want to ask the question, if you are going to free hit what that should look like, and if you're not, what that might look like in the future as well. So let's finish out our dream team here since that's where we were when we left off. We talked about Sterling and Mane being in the midfield. Ryan Frazier's back, 13 points for Bournemouth. Heck yeah, Speaking man. Speaking of Bournemouth. And then Junior Hoylett, 11 points for Cardiff. He if snuck you his are, way in. If you're listening to this podcast and you're one of the 0.1% of FPL owners who even own Junior Hoylet, much less a whatever smaller tiny fraction of a percentage that's less than that that played him you deserve a Cadbury chocolate bar or something like there, there should be some kind of egg? prize Cadbury egg do they have that everywhere is that sure, an Amer- is that only is that an American thing only Cadbury egg? I yeah, I feel know. like that's such a that's it such like, like maybe a, it'd be a British thing. I feel like it's such an excessive thing. It's like such an a sugar bomb 
that it doesn't it feels like it that's she's the so, kind of thing that so would have been like outlawed in england like <laughs> 10 years ago it's too decadent yeah exactly <laughs> Too much sugar? How do they talk? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just know that with the, the tragedy of Emiliano Sala earlier this year, and then the injury now to Sol Bamba, Cardiff is the prime candidate for 18th place in this table, this result aside. Yeah. Uh, all right, to the back three. All three defenders scored seven points in this past game week. Charlie Daniels of Bournemouth, mm-hmm. Jan Valerie, Southampton, Lee Peltier, Cardiff. Peltier got in the dream team? Charlie Daniels back in the lineup after two weeks, or he's had multi-week injury issues. He's only 4.1. I'd rather find someone else if you're thinking about adding him for week 31. But, I mean, it is Charlie Daniels. It's not like you haven't seen it before. It, one of those three Bournemouth goals we're predicting could be on a corner kick. Go own Valerie if you want a 4-0 defender uh congrats to the 3.9 percent of people who have or kept lee peltier uh back at right back again this week uh he has the rare double his price and his ownership match 3.9 look at that um yeah valerie look eighth most transferred in defender jan valerie and he uh and he should be the goalkeeper in our dream team rounding this out bernd j lino for arsenal he hasn't been there much no, nine points for your Arsenal. Probably won't be back there. All right, let's get back to the free hit to close this uh, podcast out. It really does come down to, number one, can you field the lineup you're happy with in Game Week 31, right? Because yeah. if you can, you're going to avoid the free hit potentially. Or would you rather you know, go ahead and give yourself a full squad or what would seem to be a full squad with your free hit chip, play that chip out in Game Week 31, a five-match Game Week in the Premier League, and, and hope that you can make up some ground with that. Because obviously, if you play that chip, you're doing so hoping that your squad will outperform in a material way Yeah. anyone else's non-free hit squad. Sure. Dave, you've already gone on record saying you're not going to play it. Brian, you've waffled back and forth a little bit. You see both sides. That's what I do. I'm an expert at seeing both sides. So what you do. I have not even... He's not free hitting. I have to, seven. I, I'm no, going to yeah. go on a limb. He's not for him. He probably won't. I've got seven guys who could play, and I'd be okay with those guys for the most part. Um, but at the same time, I'm I'm going to go ahead and free hit. I've done nothing to set myself up for this game week. It's always been about pre- you know, planning to play the free hit. So I'm going to go for that. Now, two things I want to mention with the free hit. Just because I have seven guys in my current lineup who are playing, does not mean that those seven guys will be in my free hit squad. That is not what the free hit chip is about. That's fair. The other option is play the free hit and set yourself up for the double week this week. Make your tra- make the transfers you want and set yourself up and then for the make week the ahead. free hit. So what you're saying is, and I think you're getting to something that's in the rules that we should make clear here as well, mm-hmm. which is that if you have your one free transfer for game week 31, which everyone does, Yep. You want to make that transfer, solidify it, confirm it, and then go back into your lineup and play your free hit. That way the the player you brought in for game week 31 is in your squad still yes. when your squad reverts back after game week 31. That's completely after the true. Free hit. If you exactly. don't use that transfer and you, lose you just it. activate your free hit, 
you lose it. You do not have two in game week 32. It is in the rules that any saved free transfers will be lost. So that would also seemingly apply to anyone who's got two. Yeah. The game week 30 transfer. That's correct. Game, see, it's use it or lose it. That's crap. That's absolute crap. And FPL, you need to do something about that. Well. That is bull <laughs> right <laughs> there. Send a letter. Because that's ridiculous. I should be able to play my chip and not be penalized by not playing my transfers. Well, how in the world would you lose a transfer using a chip? That doesn't make any sense. Well, the same thing happens with a wild card. If you use a wild yes. card on two free transfers, you only have one wild, on one free transfer the, next, the following week. That's stupid. So yeah, FPL, fix that. Fix that right now. You can easily keep the free transfers separate from the chips. There's I, no reason for that. I am not free transferring. I've already said this multiple times. But... It would be different if I had a wild card. And I wait, said this wait, you're earlier. not free transferring? I'm not. God bless my soul. I am not free hitting this week. Okay. If I had my wild card, and I don't, but yeah. if I did, I would free hit this week. I would probably wild card on week 34. I saw the strategy out there. I'm just regurgitating it. I did not come up with it, but I really liked it. Okay. I would wild card then 34. And then bench boost in 35, where there's a lot of double matches. Right after you've wildcarded. Your bench should be at its best. And, but you can set 35 up to be massive that so that almost everyone that's playing in 35 is going to be in a double match week. And then even your bench, you get playing. What did I just do, Brian? And Scott, you can poo-poo it. You I rolled my it. eyes. Just I rolled because my eyes. you won the bet last year doesn't mean you're, you're right. You were right then. You just weren't wrong yet. I'm not going to be wrong this year. If I pick my free hit squad correctly, okay, which I was, I, I want to come back to and finish that thought. If I pick that free hit squad correctly, I'm going to feel really great about my decision, and I will not regret it, and I will still be right on this. I'm just going to triple Captain Salah, so then I'll, <laughs> I'll negate any lead you get. Is that really what you're going to do? I, I've thought about it. Yes. <laughs> how? I mean, how is it not a consideration? No, it is. It has to be. Why not? He hasn't scored in a long time. Yeah. Why not get a hat trick this match? There's nothing more. Solid. You tell me, you tell me, Liverpool te- pl- teammates won't be looking for him to score. Well, I know, especially I, once they're three I, goals. I up. can think of one who's not looking for him to yeah, score. Not Monet. <laughs> Listen, there's. We already know in in life and for in all sports and all history, there's nothing that's more certain than he's due. Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. So, so true. going back to my point that was made like 17 minutes ago. Your free hit squad does not necessarily have to look like, for starters, the players you currently have that are playing in game week 31. Your free hit squad should be your best guess as to who is going to be the game week 31 dream team. Is that not right? Yeah, sure. Within 100, within whatever your budget allows. I think that you know exactly what everyone's free hit squad is going to look like. Because there's only a handful of names that you know for sure are going to be in there. Okay, who? The thing I do like about this, I think this has been true for a while, is that there are options. So just looking at the most selected transfers in so far this week, Callum Wilson is the runaway number one. I would say it's pretty safe to say Callum Wilson is going to be the striker of the Bournemouth players. Yeah. That's going to be in there. But Ryan Frazier's got to be in there too, right? He's a midfielder. I know, but oh, well, that's sorry, what I'm we're saying. going by yeah. position. So My what I'm saying is Callum Wilson. I was Jay- going by club. Hmm, fair. Jamie Vardy's second. Second okay. most transferred in, 85,000 Hold on, let people. me take notes on this. Go ahead. <laughs> Roberto Firmino, who is 
again, like we said, at his near lowest level ownership so far this season, has been transferred transferred in almost 30,000 times. Solomon Rondon, 25,000 transfers in. Gonzalo Higuain, 18,000 in. Josh King has been transferred in 9,000 times. Yeah. Iosi Perez, only 1.3% owned, has only been transferred in a little over 7,000 times. Yeah, because once you have Rondon, you don't want both. Exactly. But what I'm saying is, if you're free hitting, everyone's picking Callum Wilson and Jamie Vardy and Roberto Firmino. Probably. Probably. There is nothing wrong with, with Rondon, Higuain, guys. King, or Iosi Perez, true. especially Josh King at home. And keep in mind, the results rarely go according to form. I mean, Jan Valery scored again this past week. Right. Yuri Tielemans scored this past week. Oh, he might be a staple. Thanks, Barry. I'm just saying, I think that I think you have seven legitimate options, and I would guess that <laughs> at forward alone, with with half the clubs playing. Right. It's amazing. And midfield, so far of all transfers in, Ryan Fraser, you talk, we talked about it. 130. He's already I mean, he's owned 23 percent as it is, and he's transferred. Still, that's high for his recent. Form. Right. He's transferred in 113,000. Mane's second, 75,000 transfers. Hazard, 50,000. Felipe Anderson. I would consider giving him a stern talking to if he was here. <laughs> His terrible recent form has not stopped 30,000 people from transferring in Felipe Anderson. The matchup is good. Right. James Madison, 20,000. Gilfie, 18,000. David Brooks, 16. Richarlison, 15. Pedro and William combined 10,000 transfers. That's in. crazy. What I'm saying is, like, in there, you could, you know, if you're playing three, you, like, the strikers are all great. You have three viable striker options. I think it's the 3-4-3 three, three that a lot of people are going to be playing this week. You, I would assume that. Sure, that's fair. Because out of these midfielders, I didn't even mention Salah because he's not on the list. He's not high on the list as far as transfers in. But everyone already has him. And I would guess that because of the matchup, most people are going to pick him. Well, indoor, indoor and free hit. Right. If they're free hitting him, they they, if you're free him. hitting, you're probably getting him or finding a way to get him. And then whoever the cheapest option is after that. Right. I'm saying you have a bunch of good options in there of players. Like Gilfie? There's no reason why Gilfie couldn't be okay at Nick home. A goal. Nick a goal against right. Chelsea? I, I mean, he's a, he will be a huge differential. David Brooks is probably going to save some people some money, so I would guess he's probably going to be a little more popular. But, hey, Richarlison scores again this nah, week. Nah. I know. I just don't think he's going to be a popular first choice. Yeah. And then defenders, everyone's going. Like Declan Rice, by far, again, of the course. most purchased. Of course. He should have scored this week. He should be in the free hit squad, yeah. right? There's no reason not to include Declan Rice. I, I mean, I own him outright. So, I mean, I'm happy to have him. Against Huddersfield at home, Declan Rice should be in yeah. that squad. And... So, like, you, everyone knows, like, Andy Robertson, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Virgil van Dyke. I mean, you might be able <laughs> Why not? You might free hit those three guys You might get in. three sixes across the back right. line with three or more defenders. Uh, who knows? Or what, who, bonus points. That's right. So, the Chelsea defenders have been popular choices. So, David Luiz more than anyone else. But then but, you wouldn't buy Gilfie. But as Pelicueta. Because that's right. the thing, too. You're I buying would double results. Down. I would double down. I would not cross... Cross pollinate, Scott. No, I would not have. There's no reason to hedge your the, bets on the free hit chip. Agree. No. 
You pick a result and you buy players that go with that result. Yes, you I. You know what I think completely. is weird? Nathan Ake is the third most transferred in defender. defender. Yeah, that's that means weird. that you're not banking on Liverpool right. or uh, sorry on Newcastle. I don't know about that. That's a, that's a bad decision. I feel like it's a risky move. I have a lot of question marks followed by exclamation points next to his name. Uh, Dina's back in the points this week. Everyone is already on Pereira, uh, Ricardo Pereira for Leicester. I think uh, you know we said Virgil Azpilicueta. Charlie Daniels is a popular choice. Yeah. Andy Robertson. For some reason, Shane Duffy is one of the most transferred in defenders this week, which is insane. And Alonzo, even dumber. Eight, 8,800 people transferred in Marcus Alonzo. But uh, <laughs> I'm looking at guys even for, I mean, you're going to talk about West Ham. Ryan Fredericks, two weeks ago, was on bonus points for them. Yeah. Aaron Cresswell, no one is going to talk about is going to talk about bringing them in. Ryan Fredericks is four and a half. I that was a guy I thought seriously about bringing in this week against Cardiff. I think that's the kind of guy. Aren't you glad you didn't. Yeah, I am. But <laughs> it, it would have it would have gone either way. You know, it's cheaper than that is Ogbonna at four. Ogbonna's cheaper. Diop's cheaper. You might see Fabian Balbuena back in the West Ham lineup this week. It's getting way too deep with. What I'm saying is defenders. everyone is on everyone is on West Ham, but everyone's on West Ham because of the matchup. Yeah. And I think everyone is on the obvious people. Fabianski has to be a popular goalkeeper choice. I think there is an uh, yes, and I think that's a terrible decision. If uh, if you're free hitting, if you're free hitting it's a terrible decision. If you're not that's not a terrible decision. Unless it saves you money. If you're free hitting, what why would you say that with any Allison form of and divinity? then a three point something goalkeeper? Yeah, if yeah, you're free, is, yes, if you're free hitting, you and you can pick the whoever the absolute b- bottom level goalkeeper yeah, but is. It's a dollar I guess, difference. In I guess if price. you are, a, if you're equally certain, and and I guess it's it's a fair point to make that West Ham should get a clean sheet against Huddersfield. Then maybe you're not wrong. Maybe you're right. I, I'm I'm going to change my mind as I'm sitting here. If you eat, feel just as strongly about the chance for West Ham to get a clean sheet against Huddersfield as you do about Liverpool at Fulham, might actually feel better because then yeah, Fulham the money actually has some offensive talent that could luck into something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mitrovic gets a a stray header and and a deflected off of a. Van Dyke and it goes in. I mean, like that's yeah. more likely to happen than Huddersfield actually have an attacking chance. Fabianski, no, <laughs> in terms of real purchases, Fabianski and Arter Boric are the are one two in transfers yeah. in this. Week. I get it. You're, it's true. And then you got more money to spend with the rest of your free hit squad. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Now I gotta save you want you want a mini debate. I can't believe it. That is outstanding. What a way it's to a end. first ever. What we've a way made, to end the podcast. We've made all the points we need to make about what to do with your free hit squad, about what it means and how you should think about your free hit, and what you should do if you're not free hitting and what sure. that looks like. I think we've given plenty of those options. And then Brian, you muddied the waters by saying, if you do free hit, you have lots of options. It's unlimited. <laughs> hey, look, I want to know what's on the menu, man. Oh I want the secret menu. I don't want. Is... I don't want. I want the real menu, and I want the secret menu. <laughs> I know, you know that, what I'm saying. I know that this is good. Uh, not good. I know that this is weird for me to say about ourselves. Yeah. But I feel like this was us at our best just now. All like right. that is all the analysis you need for game week 31 and beyond. Well, I, I hope so. That's pretty good stuff right there. I hope so. All right, Dave. Fantasy Soccer FC is our name, and that's where you can find us at all the social media outlets where we can be found. I got to update the Instagram a little bit. I've gotten away from that a couple of weeks. But Facebook, Twitter, uh, our website's fantasysoccerfc.com. And please don't forget to check out patreon.com slash FSF 
And if you want to make a one-time donation, that is available on the website. FantasySoccerFC.com. Donate contact page. under the contact drop down. Yep, you'll easily see the donate option. options that are there. That's great. Fantastic. Hey, thanks for listening for the Fancy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith. Until next time, 